Welcome to episode 10 of The Overflow. I cannot believe we are here in the final episode of this season of knowing. It has fallen by for me, and I have gained so much insight and wisdom about myself and my Savior. That's a pretty good combo for me. Knowing God and knowing myself through His eyes allows me to be free to be all that He created me to be and to become closer to Him along the way. In His image, the Imago Day. I can't think of anything I desire more in my life or for my life than to be an image bearer of my Creator, my God, my King. Everything we can see with our, our visible eye will fade. It doesn't last and it holds no eternal value. But to be in the presence of others and to leave their presence oozing the presence of God, now that's eternal. That's kingdom impactful, eternal business. And I want to be about my father's business. I love how David echoes it in Psalm 1611. You will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand, there are pleasures forever. As I look to my remembrance moments, the specific places on my path that God was clearly and boldly evident, I can see that the destination he was taking me to required not only my open-handed surrender, but oftentimes required an absolute no. No to desires and dreams that I wanted for myself so I could skip the tripping over my own feet to sit at his. What seemed like great sacrifice in the moment, it led to me being wholly satisfied in his majesty. Temporary loss for perfect gain. Yet being on this side of all of my past nose doesn't even smell or taste, look or feel like the gain of his presence in my today. Every no from God or for God requires a resilience that's gained from being saturated in his presence and following his plan. You can catch someone else's fire, but you can't feast off of someone else's experience. You must come and dine at his table of delight. We all have an open and equal seat awaiting us. We get to choose our yes to him and our no to anything that blocks our way to his table. I can't get the image of musical chairs out of my head, the adrenaline that swells inside as the music starts and the rush through your veins to get to an open chair before the music stops so you can stay in the game. In my experience, it was actually for either a homemade pie or first place in line for a warm dinner after a long, hot day of camp activities. In the end, a chair or two was usually broken, or maybe a few skinned knees. Oh, how I will be forever grateful that God is a gentleman, and he has your chair pulled for you, and all you need to do is come, sit, and feast on his presence, and drink from his river of delights. Most of us, in fact all of us, will have broken a few chairs and skinned our knees on our journey to the table. 
but he is awaiting with the very bomb we need to repair any and all things that we've broken and that has been broken for us along the way. And more often than not, this will require some no's along our way. I am convinced that saying no or being told no has gained such a negative stench that we have become fearful in delivering it. We have been groomed to feel guilt and shame if we choose to extend it in our circles. We fear rejection or judgment because we are more focused on what the outcome or casted opinion may result in for us. We feel obligated to give a disclaimer in an effort to save ourselves from any repercussion we may receive from not being the one to fill the spot or step up to the ask or expectation of someone else. And our yes really means no. And we find ourselves out of the peace and plan of God for our our life in that moment. I am guilty. I have wrestled this very scenario six ways from Sunday to the ground, buried it, and then dug it up again. I operated in the mindset for years that if I said no, then I wasn't a willing individual and I would not only be rejected, but judged. What would they think of me? How would this affect how they view me and my heart? And will they judge me and my motives and think I'm lazy or disengaged, apathetic, or even a fraud? As if anything I did or did not do hinged on the healing, saving, or success of anyone's circumstance or situation. It didn't, but I sure had wiggled my way into the false savior sense and believed it did. Every ordained no leads us to his sanctified best yes. The fear of saying no is rooted in a lie we've latched onto and live out in real belief. The no's we speak in an effort to follow our yes to him and his plan will eventually reveal the posture of our heart and how we hear from God. Our resistance to say no in an effort to please and appease others is a true litmus test to where our faith lies and what we believe about God's timing and plan. Every ordained no leads us to his sanctified best yes. Apart from Christ, we can do nothing, no thing, even discern our ordained no's that lead us to our sanctified best yeses. If we are not seeking his face, his presence, we run a greater risk of saying yes when he meant for us to say no and saying no when he meant for us to say yes. Don't don't miss him here. He doesn't complicate or confuse us. He wants us. He wants our undivided attention so that when he speaks his yes or his no, we are ready. We are willing and able to not only receive it, but release it. When my kiddos were younger, I developed a poor habit of saying, we'll see, 
when I was internally wrestling with a yes or a no answer. Because of my indecisiveness rooted in my fear of rejection, this led me to saying yes when I meant no and no when I meant yes. It was an internal train wreck at times and caused so much doubt in my decision-making ability as a parent. As I have grown and my yeses mean yes and my nos mean no, my adult kiddos have voiced how much they prefer my security and my answers and can acknowledge my growth. They may not like my no, but they respect my no. They prefer the absoluteness and security that my heart settle no allows them to rest in. So what are some practical ways we can lead our hearts toward knowing when to say no? Number one, practice the pause. Allow your heart to pound a little. Let your mind unwind to the calm, quiet. Loosen your shoulders. Close your eyes. Open your palms wide and receive his grace as you release your no. Don't be quick to give an answer. When you're unsettled or you are unsure, practice the pause. If you're being pressured before you are ready to give an answer, then that is a good indicator that you're potentially being pressured by someone else's yes and not yours. Great wisdom comes from the waiting and the waiting begins with practicing the pause. Learning to say no, discerning when to, requires a constant connection to the source of our strength and a reach for his best laid plans for our every brush against the pavement toward what he has next for us. We won't just happen to discern our nose. They are wholly and divinely calculated into God's extravagant plan for our part in his kingdom. If we are constantly saying yes to everything that passes our way, we will miss his best yes for us. To eliminate the distractions, we must learn to listen, discern, and turn to our best no's. Number two, define the source. Who is asking for the yes? What yes are they asking for? What will the yes require of you? All throughout our life, we will be called to things we don't want to say yes to. But when God is asking us to, we will never be in a better place than in our yes to him. Even when we deeply desire to say no. Saying yes to God is always our best yes. And all throughout our life, we will have other people, jobs, tasks, opportunities, to give of our resources, opportunities to share our talents, and all of this will ask a yes of us. But one wrong yes can rob us of our best no. Because every ordained no leads us to his sanctified best yes. Ask yourself this. Can you trust the one asking 
Do they have your best interest at heart or are they seeking a fulfillment for their own gain? Is what they're asking in line with your morals and values, gifts, your motives, and your direction in life? Can you see yourself and who God created you to be growing and becoming inside of this yes? Will this yes require me to bow to a level of sacrifice that will take me out of line with other responsibilities and cause a shift for their rightful place? For example, your relationship with God or your family, your home, or other things that God has already called you to and has not yet released you from. Number three. Discern the voice. The walls between the yeses and nos are sometimes thin and other times thick. It depends on the level of weight that you carry and the amount of responsibilities you already hold. It depends on whether or not you've created healthy margin for rest and if safe boundaries are in place so you don't overcommit or overconsume. Overcommit out of a need to feel important or overconsume out of a desire to feel needed and wanted. Competing voices can be mega loud and overwhelming, but followers of God in his way, we are led to hear and discern his voice and his voice will always be the loudest as long as he is our first and greatest consumption. Even good yeses, we can leave on the table for someone else because we won't settle for anything less than his best yes for us. Sometimes we will miss it. We will say yes when we should have said no, but guess what? We will get through it. We will overcome and we will get back in step with God's sanctified best yes for us. And how? Because we will get another chance to practice the pause, define the source, and discern the voice. The more we seek him, the more we will find him. And the next time, his voice will be more clear and pristine. Because all of God's promises are yes and amen in him. Every ordained no leads us to his best sanctified yes. I hope that you can be found here seeking to know when to say no. It sounds a little uncomfortable and I know even feels more uncomfortable than not to most of us. We can even feel like we're rebelling or not graciously giving and that really goes against the grain of Sacrificing a healthy no to help someone else with our yes. A true mile marker on this journey of knowing when to say no is found in pausing, defining, and discerning. Choosing to live an open-handed, surrendered life to the yes and no's that God calls us to. He will call us and cause us to both. Open-handed surrender requires a deep faith in Christ. And even when you feel the air beneath your feet, your deep faith will remind you that you are always grounded in Christ. Every ordained no leads us to his best sanctified yes.
Before we close our time together, I want to speak a special message over the women listening today. So to the men listening, I encourage you to receive this for the women in your life. Even though yesterday was a calendar day called Mother's Day, we women are mothers in some way every day. So I want to read a prayer for mothers over you. This day, Mother's Day, we pray for mothers to know and love joy and for orphans comfort, for not yet mothers hope, for single mothers grace, and for those who are lonely family. We pray grace today for the mothers of prodigals, for those who've lost children, and for those who don't know where their children are. May the embrace of grace displace shame wherever it may be found. May those who never held their own child, for whom today is sadder than it is happy, know the joy of parenting sons and daughters within the family of God. For those who grieve those mothers who have passed, whose absence around the dinner table is felt a bit more acutely today, we ask that the Spirit of God would grant peace that defies understanding. You are a gracious God, and you demonstrate your love and care profoundly through those who bear the weighty, beautiful title of mother. For as a mother comforts her child, says the Lord, so I will comfort you. And you will be comforted. I ask your grace on all of these mothers and women today. I am super grateful that you've chosen to join me here in the overflow. The first season has been a blast for me. It has been something I have looked forward to with great anticipation and honor. I imagine that we're all sitting in a room together, comfortable and cozy, eyes wide open and hearts deeply stirring, and we are leaning in together to listen to what our Father, our Maker, wants to say to us. I hope He thrills you to the point that you can't even dream or imagine accepting any yes or no that is outside of His best sanctified plan for you. I love you guys. I truly do. And I can't wait till next time.